the Good Shepherd. We're going to be in John 10 today, and we are going over the statements that Jesus made in the Gospel of John, where Jesus said, I am. And, and there's seven of these that Jesus said, I am. And a few weeks ago, we looked at how Jesus said, in his own words, he said, I am the bread of life. And so we can understand from that that the, that the bread sustains life. The bread of life sustains forever. And then a couple weeks ago, we saw that that Jesus is the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. And we saw from that, when you fully experience that Jesus as the light, then he's gonna, he will shine through you. When we experience Jesus as light, we let his light come on us and we shine it to the world, the dark world. And, and today we're going to be looking at John 10. And in John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. There's also one other I am in there we're going to see too, but we're going to focus on I am the good shepherd. So if you can open your Bibles to John chapter 10, and we're going to read the first few verses here. So in John 10, Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs into some by some other way, is a thief and a robber. So who is he talking to? The Pharisees. Okay, good. He's saying, Jesus is telling the Pharisees this, but everyone else is listening to. Uh, what is it called if someone is climbing in a different way than through the gate? They are what? A thief. Okay, or a robber. Okay, so right away, Jesus is this showing, if you come into the sheep pen, and you're not coming through the gate, not, not coming in the normal way, but you're climbing over the fence, you're coming in in a different way, your intention is bad. Your intention is wrong. So he's, he's going to show us this contrast here. He says in verse 2, The one who enters by the gate of the sheep or is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his own sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from the stranger because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Now Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. All right, so he's giving this story, this, this example of, this, of someone that comes through the, sh- the, sh- the gate. Someone that comes into the sheep pen and is coming through the gate versus someone that is not coming through the gate. So he's bringing up right away this contrast. And, and, and how do we know, how do the sheep know the difference of if it's a shepherd or if it's someone that's coming to do harm to them? Abby? Very good, Abby. They recognize, look at that, that's great. Uh, they, they recognize the good shepherd's voice. So how do they know the good shepherd's voice? Because they are with the good shepherd, and they trust the good shepherd, and they are listening to the good shepherd. They have their ears trained on the good shepherd's voice. 
So right away, we're going to see that today we're looking at different ways of how we are, if we are the good shepherd's sheep, how are we to know who the good shepherd is and how are we to trust the good shepherd? So our first point today is if you are the good shepherd's sheep, which I hope you are, but if you're not, we can talk about that. If you are sheep of the good shepherd, then you need to know the good shepherd's voice. We need to be able to recognize and discern who is the good shepherd or who is not someone that's going to take care of me. Someone that's coming in over the fence. Someone that's coming in to steal, to, to trick, to do something that's destructive. Like Satan. Good. <laughs> yeah, so we saw in this video, there's, there's very clearly two different, different kinds of people. There's a, there's a good shepherd, and that good shepherd, the sheep know his voice. If you are a sheep of the good shepherd, we need to know the voice of Jesus. We need to know the voice of our good shepherd, to know how to follow, to know how when he goes out and leads, that we are going with him, not going off somewhere else, getting lost or being deceived, and not going with the one that's trying to trick the sheep or kill the sheep. And so there's that contrast. Jesus is showing a good shepherd comes in through the gate, and anyone else is not coming in to care for the sheep. David in Psalm 23 said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. These sheep, they know where they're going is, with, is good because it's with the good shepherd. They know they're going, the good shepherd is going to take care of them. They know the good shepherd is, is taking them to places that maybe is scary, but they're with the good shepherd. So following after any other voice ultimately leads to destruction, ultimately leads to death. So if you are a sheep of the good shepherd, we need to know the good shepherd's voice. That is so key. We need to understand not exactly everything that he does, but we need to understand who is the good shepherd and what his voice sounds like. So get out of, let's take a step into our world and think about this for a minute. You know, as people of God, are we listening to the right voice? Are we listening to the voice that we hear on the internet? The voice that we hear on TV? The voice that we hear at work? Which voices are you listening to? How do we know the voice of the Good Shepherd? How are we training our ear to know His voice and not the voice of others that are trying to kill and steal and destroy? All right, Abby, how do we know? We got to listen. Good. (laughs) Very good. We have to listen. So listening, I don't know if you guys realize this, but listening takes time. It's really easy to talk. and Maybe not, not, not easy for everyone to talk, but it's a lot harder to sit in the green pastures, and just listen to the voice of the shepherd. Do you know, the voice of the shepherd 
isn't just always talking. The voice of the shepherd is singing, singing over his sheep. They hear his voice. They know his voice. It's calming. It's good. And the same is for us. We need to know Jesus, the one who sings over us. Do you guys picture that? Jesus, the good shepherd, singing over us, getting in quiet places, in green pastures, beside still waters. And the shepherd is just singing over us. What a picture. So that's our challenge, is that we need to know his voice and to know who's, who, what his voice sounds like so we can know other voices are not his voice. And we know the way of life. So I, want, I hope that we all experience the good shepherd's voice. Jesus continued in verse 7, and he said, it says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that these sheep, these, these people, would have life and life to the full, or abundant life. We hear that verse a lot, John 10, 10. We hear that part about Jesus coming to give us life. He wants us to live full lives. Not necessarily busy lives. I would say that's not the same thing as full. He wants us to have abundant lives. Lives that are prospering. Lives that are, that are living in His way listening to his voice, doing what he wants. The good shepherd wants us to know his voice, but also our second point today is the good shepherd. If you are sheep of the good shepherd, you know the good shepherd's presence. His presence, he's with you. He's with us. He is, he wants to be with his sheep. He goes on ahead of them and leads them. And he, there is comfort in knowing that our good shepherd is with us. There's protection. There's safety. There's just knowing he is with us and knowing that he is the good shepherd. Knowing the difference of the hired hand versus the good shepherd. Knowing that thieves come in to steal and kill and destroy. Satan is coming in to steal to kill and destroy. He doesn't want you to be with the presence of the Good Shepherd. He wants you away from the Good Shepherd. He wants all of us, if we are a sheep of, of the Good Shepherd, He wants us to be far away and lost. He wants us to be, He wants us to actually turn against the Good Shepherd. Can you imagine one of these sheep right here in this picture? Can you imagine one of these sheep saying, no, I'm against the good shepherd. I'm going to go do my own thing. This other guy knows better than me. Can
Can you imagine going away from the good shepherd? I think we can imagine it because I believe we've all done that. We've all gone away from the good shepherd. We've gone away from his presence. But Jesus, the good shepherd, he wants to be with us. He wants to save us. He wants to protect us. And the way he does that best is being in his presence. And that's why in in Psalm 23, it says in verse 4 and 5, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will, will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This doesn't look like something that would be comforting. But it is, because it's the way that that the good shepherd can defend off of, of the animals that are trying to, that are trying to, to harm the sheep. It's the way that, that, that this part is a way that Jesus can, can help rescue an animal that's stuck or in a high place. We don't need to be afraid because the good shepherd is with us. A.W. Tozer said the best way to keep the enemy out is to keep Christ in. The sheep need not to be terrified by the wolf, but they have to stay close to the shepherd. It is not the praying sheep Satan fears, but the presence of the shepherd. Satan is not afraid of how we pray. He's afraid of the shepherd and the good shepherd's presence. Yes, we need to pray. Yes, we need to be close to Jesus, but it's about being in his presence. And that's, praying helps us be in his presence. Praying helps us know the voice of God. But Satan isn't afraid of us praying. Satan is afraid of the presence of the good shepherd. So we need to enjoy the abundant life of the good shepherd. Did you guys catch in, this, in these verses, Jesus says, I am something else. What do you say? I am the gate. Right? I am the gate. That's one of the seven I am statements that Jesus made in John. He said, I am the gate. If I, if, if I come in through the gate, then I'm the good shepherd. Anybody that, that comes through my way bring, is coming through me and through, it will have life, an abundant life. So how do we experience the Good Shepherd's presence? How are you on a daily basis, on a, not just once a day because I have to do some devotions sometimes, but how are we finding the presence of the Lord? How are we going into those quiet places where we can hear the Shepherd's voice and experience the Shepherd's presence? Often it means that we have to step away from things we're doing. Step away from people, but to be in in Jesus' presence. So we see that the sheep need to know the voice of the Good Shepherd, and the sheep need to also understand the presence of the Good Shepherd and, and to enjoy the presence of the Good Shepherd. Are you craving the presence 
of your good shepherd. You know, some people think about heaven, and I think I've mentioned this before. Some people think of heaven as this place where lots of good things is happening. But the heaven, the best thing about heaven is that we're in the presence of our good shepherd. We're in the presence of Jesus. And that's where, that's where we want to be, not just later on when we die or whenever it is that Jesus returns, but we want to be in his presence here on earth too. Don't just wait till you're in heaven to experience the presence of the good shepherd. Let's have places on this earth where we experience the good shepherd's voice and we experience the good shepherd's presence. John, John continues in John 10, verse 11. Jesus continues. Again, he says, I am the good shepherd. This is a second time. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd. What does the good shepherd do? Sacrifices himself. The good shepherd is willing to do whatever he needs to do for the sake of his sheep. Does the hired hand do that? Does anyone else do that? No. We can find comfort and presence or comfort and peace in the presence of our good shepherd because he's willing to do whatever needs to happen for us to be saved. And so Jesus says in verse 12, the hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he, the hired hand, sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. The wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The, the man runs away because the, he's the hired hand. Essentially, the hired hand doesn't care. When, when danger comes, the hired hand is out of there because he doesn't care about the sheep. And Jesus says again, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for my sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, our good shepherd, he's not just there to help us a little bit. He wants to save us at his own risk, at his own expense. He's willing to lay down his life. Our third point today is, if you are the good shepherd's sheep, you need to know, we need to understand the good shepherd's sacrifice. His sacrifice cost him his life. His sacrifice was costly for him, but he did it out of love. The king of shepherd, the king of love, my shepherd is, we're going to hear a little bit later a song, that Jesus is the good shepherd who is full of love. And his love was to lay down his life for his sheep, for his people. He's to lay down his life. In Psalm 23, the end of Psalm 23, says, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus' love 
and goodness. The good shepherd's love and goodness are following us all of our life. Our earthly life, however long or short that is, and then we dwell in the house of the Lord forever when we listen to the good shepherd's voice, when we know the good shepherd's presence, when we are, when we are all about Jesus, when we love him and trust him with our life and especially the forgiveness of our sins. You know, David, the shepherd, he risked his life. But as he, he risked his life defending the sheep, you know, before he was a king, he was out in the fields. He was a shepherd tending his flocks. And when a bear came, he didn't run away. I think I would have. <laughs> when, when a lion came, he didn't run away. Again, I think I would have. <laughs> but, but David was foreshadowing Jesus here because he protected his sheep even against the lion, even against the bear, he protected his sheep. That seems crazy. Why would you do that? But we need to know the good shepherd's sacrifice. He risked everything so that we could be saved. He died on the cross. He laid down his life so we could be saved. So if you are the good shepherd's sheep, we need to know the good shepherd's voice. We need to know the good shepherd's presence. And we need to know the good shepherd's sacrifice. It was costly, but worth it. But the main idea today is kind of simple. But it's, it's just that the good shepherd takes good care of his sheep. The good shepherd, it seems kind of obvious, but the good shepherd takes good care of his sheep. Otherwise, we would just say shepherd, the shepherd. No, but the good shepherd takes good care of his sheep. If we are his sheep, we want to be in the presence. We want to understand his voice. We want to know his sacrifice because he is taking care of his sheep. Now, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky-dory and everything's good in our life. But he's taking care of us, his sheep, the, in the best way that he wants us to be. Whatever he thinks is best is best. And sometimes that looks scary. Sometimes we're going to be walking through the shadow of the valley of death. Why, good shepherd? Why would you take me into a hard place like this? Jesus knows what he's doing. And he's there with us. Let's not fear the evil one. The evil one is just trying to, to do, kill and steal and destroy. But the good shepherd says, I give life. I give my life. And I want you to have abundant life. I want you to have eternal life. I want your life to be full. I want you to enjoy me forever. Not just for a few years on this earth. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you, do you know the Good Shepherd's voice? And, and, and we could like, kind of know the Good Shepherd's voice without experiencing it, kind of. But I believe we need to know and experience 
Jesus' voice. Now, often, just so we're clear, often that is not a literal voice. That is a voice that's, letting, that's leading us in our spirit to do something, to say something, to understand truth about Jesus, to understand how we can live, how to not do things that we shouldn't be doing, but leading us by his truth, understanding his voice. Do we experience his voice? Do we experience, do we know and experience his presence? Not just read about it in the Bible, not just hear about it at church or or other places, but do we experience the presence of our good shepherd? And do we experience the sacrifice of the good shepherd? Jesus said that he wants us to take up our cross and follow him. Jesus wants us to die to ourself and live for him. Do we experience Jesus, the good shepherd, in his voice, his presence, and his sacrifice? But maybe you've been asking this whole time, I'm not really sure that I'm in the pen of the good shepherd. Maybe I'm not one of his sheep. Because I keep saying, Luke, you keep talking about the good shepherd's sheep. What if I'm not a good, what if I'm not a sheep of the good shepherd? Well, that's a great question. And I'm glad you're thinking it. If you're thinking that, this is a great question because if you're not a sheep of the good shepherd, then you are not in his protection. You're not in his care. You are not going to experience his presence and his sacrifice. And in the end, you are not going to have abundant life. You're not going to be with Jesus now or later. But it's not too late because Jesus is calling us. He's calling all who don't belong to him. Listen to how this, this, this um, passage finishes here. Jesus says in, in John 10, verse 16, Jesus just had said he's laying down his life. Then he says this, I have other sheep that are not in this pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus is going out to find other sheep and bring them into his pen, his flock. But the sheep have to come. Just because Jesus offers salvation to the whole world doesn't mean the whole world is saved. In fact, Jesus does offer salvation to anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. He offers his salvation. He laid down his life. But many people don't want to follow him. Many people want to do, find their own way. In verse 17, Jesus said, The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. So Jesus is saying, I can save all people. I can save 
the whole world. By laying down my life for the sins of the world, I have the authority to save all. But not all people are going to be saved. And so if you aren't in the care and protection, in the, in the pen of the Good Shepherd, please don't neglect. Please don't Please, please follow his voice. When you hear his voice calling, go after him. Don't wait. Because Jesus offers his salvation to all people. All, he wants his sheep to be gathered in one flock. And he has, he's the one shepherd, the good shepherd, who takes care of his sheep. Because we know that the good shepherd takes good care of his sheep. So he wants you to be his sheep. He wants you to not be lost. He wants you to be saved. So do you want to be found by the good shepherd? To experience his presence, to know his voice, to experience his protection, to experience his sacrificial love. And later in John 10, verse 26, Jesus says, but you do not believe me because you're not my sheep. He's talking again to the Pharisees. You don't believe me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So it's our choice. Do we want to believe Jesus is the good shepherd, the, the gate the only way of salvation? Or do we want to believe in something else? I encourage you, not just encourage, I beg you, choose the way of Jesus. Choose the way of the good shepherd who's taking care of his sheep, who protects his sheep and cares and loves sacrificially. Because the good shepherd takes care, really good care of his sheep. Now, I want to encourage you to just take a moment, look at the bottom of your bulletin handout, and ask yourself this question. This week, how can I practice listening to the Good Shepherd? How do I practice listening, being in His presence, to know Him? So take a moment. Good Shepherd, King Jesus, we thank You that You are good. And you offer life and life to the full to all of us. God, I pray by your Spirit you would draw each of us closer and closer into your presence, into your protection, into your, into your care of your pen. That we would know your voice and experience your voice and to know your presence, your protection, and your sacrificial love. That it's not for us, but it's for this world. It's for the, the lost and the hurting people in this world that need you, Jesus. I pray that, we would, that your sheep would, would go and tell people about you. Would have boldness to show people who the good shepherd is and who the hired hand is. Anyone that's not the good shepherd, anyone that's coming in a different way is not the good shepherd. 
not going to be protecting, caring for his sheep. And so Jesus, we just, I just pray that you would just be so clear, your voice would be so clear this week as we try to experience your voice. We try to understand and know you and to know your presence. And thank you for your sacrifice that we could know you, Jesus. And we pray this in the name of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Amen.